do sit down. We're just about to have some tea. Ladies and gentlemen, please do not panic, but scream. Scream for your lives. Hello weirdos, the kettle's boiled. Welcome to Tea for Terror, where we take a favourite horror movie and dissect it over a nice cup of tea. I'm your host, Andrew Graves, and my guest today is here to tell us that crosses and holy water don't do dick, so we can all forget what we've seen in the movies. Welcome, Emma Dark. Hello, thanks for having me on. It's all right, it's all right. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad at all, thank you. What I spent quite you... a lot of time uh, prepping for this today as well. <laughs> have you? Oof. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, you... I've seen the film many, many times, mm. but yeah, I've done my homework as well. Mm, that's good. Um, yeah, so uh, you, apart from prepping for this then, have you, have you been up to anything exciting? Um, yes, I've been doing my poster for my next film. So kind of about a third of the way through that. Um and hopefully at some point soon I'll be able to get that poster out there and let people know a bit more about it. So what what is the film then? It'll be a short film again, a horror, um, probably stronger horror than I've done before, um, and it'll be a tech horror. So, uh, you know, that's basically where technology is involved in the horror element, which there's been quite a few films like that recently, and I quite like them, and I thought that's something I'd quite like to try, really. Yeah, I, well, you know, horror, you know, as I've said countless times, I think horror, and I think, you know, I'm a big, as much as I like 20, 20th century horror, I think I'm a big advocate of 21st century horror. And I think one of the things it does really well is is kind of embrace or highlight the, the fear of technology and, and, and work with it. You know, ever since, you know, you think about, you know, the, the turn of the sort of uh, 20th, 21st century, one of the first really popular films of the Blair Witch Project, which really was the first to, to actually mm. cotton on to the fact that we got this thing called the internet. And I, I love how horror always pushes those boundaries. And I think, because I think, we're, you know, we live in a weird sort of world and it's, it's, it's rapidly changing, you know, every week something changes. And I think a lot of normal genre films don't necessarily uh or you know not not this is generalizing but i think a lot of them they they struggle to keep up with what's happening but i think horror mm. can do it very very well yeah i think so i mean obviously you have to be a little bit careful with things because it can date films as well yeah. um but yeah i think if you if you do it well hopefully it works and, and continues mm. it stands the test of time so yeah so yeah, apart from sort of making and starring in films and things, um, mm. you I, I, you do writing as well. So I think you write for We mm. Dead as well. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not like a writer or anything, but for We Belong Dead, I've got. <laughs> well, I suppose that does make me a writer. Okay, I'm not an author. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For We Belong, yeah, for We Belong Dead, um, I've got a column and uh, that. It can be around lots of different things, what I've been up to, uh, places I've been, my projects, but also films I like, and I try to keep things in theme with the issues of We Belong Dead as well. And before that, I wrote for uh, Digital Filmmaker magazine, which um, unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. And I was a Q&A expert, um, taking readers' questions and answering them for filmmaking. So, yeah, nice. another bit 
on and off over the years, really. Well, um, so Emma, when uh, I, I asked this of all my guests, um, mm. what was your entry point into horror? What's your connection with horror films? If we're talking about more kind of adult horror rather than kid stuff, um, it would be Albert Pune's Sword and the Sorcerer. And I know that's a fantasy film. However, it does have a lot of dark horror elements in there, especially around the um, practical effects, which are quite terrifying, really, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, I saw that and I loved it. And um, I wouldn't say it's the, the the first kind of horror thing exactly, um, you know, because of sort of kids' programs and stuff aside. But yeah, it was definitely a big, um, you know, it kickstarted that for me and it was a big inspiration for me going forwards. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of a common theme, I think, for a lot of the guests when, when I ask them that question, um, the... I, I think, you know, from, for me, I'll speak for myself, you know, I grew up in the 70s and 80s, really. So, um, and, and as I've said before, you know, my, my parents being 70s parents were, were a lot slacker than, than maybe modern parents are. So mm-hmm. they, they would allow me to, to kind of have, you know, within reason, they'd, they'd allow me to watch whatever I wanted, and certainly in terms of horror films, then because you know, by today's standard, a lot of horror films might have been seen even then as being fairly tame, you know. So, the, so the hammer stuff, it was always mm-hmm. about enjoyment rather than being frightened to death. But, um, but I think also the, 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 it was about the connection picking up on that sort of fantasy thing and, and, and being kids. I think it was that connection, there was always kind of the overlap between horror films and say cartoons so obviously the obvious thing would be like scooby-doo but there's always these, mm. these kind of you know like cottoning on to you know repeats old repeats of the monsters and things like that it was yeah they were sitcoms but it was being obsessed with that that horror iconography within those shows yeah uh, exactly i mean they definitely had okay they didn't have like necessarily the scary elements but they did have all the visuals so, so yeah, I mean, I would consider the monsters horror personally. Okay, it's a light-hearted kind of horror, but it is. It does fit into the genre. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, Adam's family. I think uh, you know, people kind of because they went out around the same time, and people kind of equate mm. them as being the same sort of thing, and they they kind of are. But I think you mm. know, the monsters was always much more family friendly. I think, even though they mm-hmm. they were more more obvious in the horror iconography, which which obviously linked back to sort of universal yeah. horror films. Adam's family was genuinely perverse. It, you, know, <laughs> you know, they were certainly getting away with stuff they shouldn't have been getting away with. Uh, you know, it was you know it was yeah. very sexual and very perverse. I think so. I think they were kind of different shows, um, and and they were coming from different places, but they were both yeah. brilliant. I love love them both. So any other things? I mean, any kind of key memories in terms of you know uh, horror films mm-hmm. you particularly connected with, uh, perhaps when you were younger or, or or during your formative years? Um, well, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I didn't start watching most horror stuff until I was a teenager, sort of around thirteen, fourteen. Um, and that's when I persuaded my parents to buy me 18 rated films, my birthday and Christmas and things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, that that's the kind of time period I was watching things. Um, for example, um, Bram Stoker's Dracula, yeah. the uh, Gary Oldman one. 
I know that's probably not as horrific as some of the um, more modern kind of installments of Dracula, but I still consider that. So he is a horror film and it's great. Visually, it's really beautiful. Um, alien films, I know they fit into sci-fi as well, but that's something I remember particularly. Videodrome. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, really. Lots of different things. And at one point, somebody gave me a whole bag of uh, VHS to watch. About 50% were horror, so that was nice, of getting rid of them. Yeah, I I think uh, Coppola's Dracula, um, I think people are slightly ashamed of that now. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like Mm. pushed under the carpet a little bit. But It is, yeah. It is. I I remember being obsessed with it when it came out. Because I think... Gary Oldman was, he was at the top of his game then, you know, he could do no yeah. wrong. I loved him in Sid and Nancy and all that kind of stuff. And he was just mm. like unbeatable, you know. So it made perfect sense. I mean, obviously you, you've got this kind of dodgy accents with Keanu Reeves and stuff like that. So it's yeah. kind of a bit <laughs> stiff, but um, yeah. but there's some great stuff in there. I love all the nods to Nosferatu and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And, and I, you know, and it's, you know, clearly, um, yeah, a lot of the actors in it are going for it. They are really, really laying it on thick, and I like that. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think it's Tom Waits. I think it's Tom Waits. One of Tom Waits' best performances, I think. And um, you know, as much as I love Dwight Fry and the original Dracula, I mm-hmm. really like um, Tom Waits as uh, Renfield in this. Um, mm. great. I love all the stuff in the asylum. It's, yeah, it's very, it's very well done. It looks, it, it's yeah. You know, again, people sort of compare them, but they are very different. But yeah, I, I, this hands down is is it's it's a much better film than the the revised Frankenstein that came out around you know a little little bit later on. Um, mm. the, yeah, the Kenneth yeah. Branagh, Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's, it doesn't. I don't know. It's tonally that's yeah. all over the place. Don't really work for me. But um, yeah, I think this. I, yeah, I think I think Coppola's Dracula um, deserves more respect. I think it's pretty good. Hmm. I think it is. Yeah. Like you said, the performances are great, sometimes a bit over the top, but it's a thing and it worked. And just visually, I think it's quite a beautiful, it's well shot, well, well edited. I think it's a good film. And Anthony Hopkins is fucking mad as a balloon in this. <laughs> just just yeah. wind him up and go. Yeah. And exactly. It's just great. The use of humour in it is great. You know, it's just like these, these devastatingly shocking scenes and then you know it's not over yet you've got to cut a head off and stuff it's it's brilliant it's really it's good yeah. yeah i need to dig it out and watch it i've not seen it for ages maybe one of the guests will pick it i don't know anyway Hopefully. yeah i i think it's about time to introduce the film we're going to be looking at so we are mm. going to be looking at the 1998 film blade as directed by stephen norrington for thousands of years, they have existed among us. You keep your eyes open. They're everywhere. Chances are you've seen them yourself and didn't know it. A secret nation. Our livelihood depends on our ability to blend in. With a lust for power. We should be ruling the humans. These people are our food. They've got their claws into everything. Politics, finance, real estate. There's a war going on out there. He makes the weapons. I use them. So Emma, yes. When when was the first time you came across this film? When I saw it at the cinema when it was released. So yeah, ninety eight. So was this 
so was it something you'd been waiting for was it something like a casual sort of thing did you know what no it was it was a casual no well no it was just it was a casual view so I watched quite a lot of um the stuff around that sort of time period that was horror in the cinema and it'd just be a case of going sort of on a weekly basis picking whatever looks good and just seeing what it's like not really going in with any um you know any knowledge of it any preconceptions or anything like that which I still think is a good way to watch films um but yeah I just remember it being absolutely amazing especially as soon as they they went into the uh, the club when the music came on it was fantastic really really good and from that point everything just kind of ramped up and it's a really enjoyable film yeah i i think it's uh i mean we can talk about 70s and 80s and all that kind of stuff but it's a different era and stuff but i think people forget you know obviously that this was kind of slightly later and obviously the mm. internet was a thing but not not yeah. in the way it is now you know with social media no, and stuff. far but from I, yeah i do it was still very possible in the 80s to kind of avoid any sense of uh, sorry in the 90s to kind of avoid mm-hmm. any sort of hype and just just go and see something and be surprised by it mm. uh, and i pe- think people forget that and i you know i because i think i went to see this at the cinema i, I think i can't exactly remember but i'm sure it, i definitely saw it when it came out but whether it was on dvd or video or the cinema i can't remember but anyway mm. i um I, I, but i mean a few years later i remember going to see uh the Rodriguez Tarantino from Dust Till Dawn. And this, yeah. is, this is the weird thing is, you know, and this sounds like ridiculous. You'd never get away with this now. But I went to that thinking it was just going to be a kind of typical Tarantino crime yeah. pick. And that's what it was. And then halfway through, Same. when it just turns into a vampire yeah. pick. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it just does like, like a complete U-turn, doesn't it? And it's like, how? You, you, we've lost something. You know, technology's mm-hmm. great and all that, and the internet and social media. But I do think you, we've lost those experiences now. Everything is spoiled straight away. Everything is mm. put out there. You know, you're not allowed to have any secrets about anything, or very rarely. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I love I that, that idea of just turning up at the cinema, rocking up at the cinema and not really knowing much about it i mean even mm. to the point now unless it's something i've been waiting on for ages i'll watch the trailer but now you know if we've got this kind of inkling i'll just i'll deliberately not try not to engage with social media about it or watch a trailer because yeah you know a, a trailers are a massive spoiler fest now as well or, or they'll put stuff in the trailer yeah. which does not appear in the film or whatever or they'll, they'll just do key scenes you know whole jurassic world thing with yeah it. You know, let, let's just chuck a couple of actors in from the original yeah. movie, but they're only that's in it for like you know, people are, Yeah, I think people are under pressure, though, with trailers to get something out there because um, was it one of the Jurassic Park films, I can't remember, didn't they release the trailer about three times with different VFX on? Because, you know, obviously yeah. they had to get out there and build the hype and stuff. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you are under pressure, really, to get these things out there ASAP. Even one of my films, one of the trailers has one one shot, just one shot, but it's not in the film. <laughs> but it's not like a main shot or anything. It's just like a little, yeah, it's just a almost a filler shot or something. But you're right, it does happen a lot. 
Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not a thing. You know, it's not like I don't want people to go to jail for it. <laughs> you see, I just, uh, you know, it's quite, a, <laughs> it's, a, I think it's just an interesting phenomenon. It's kind of, and I've, I, you know, I appreciate it because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of times it's not the director or the producer that are putting the trailer together. It's just some mm. guy who they brought in to do a trailer and they're just going to try and oh, yeah, sell exactly, as, yeah. as best they can, you know. Yeah. Uh, You'll have a different person editing a grade in the trailer. I think, I think, it's get out if i remember rightly you can find it if you just do a google search you can find online the color grade for the trailer is completely different to the color grade for the film and that was just something i noticed and found online it's on a whole article about it but i'm sure this happens all the time as well yeah 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 Um, the color grade can really set the tone of a film as well yeah it can definitely yes yes uh, I mean, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So you said so. It's kind of it won you over straight away. But what what was it in particular that kind of mm. what is it about this film? Do you think? Because I agree. I, I think you know, having it's, rewatched yeah. it again the other day, it it just it never stops. It it, it doesn't. It just, it's full it, on action. It's, yeah. The moment it starts, it doesn't stop. There is there's not one second of this film wasted. I don't think it's just really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a great film in many ways. Um, obviously the action is amazing. Wesley Snipes martial arts are amazing. Um, vampires, obviously, are cool. I've done vampire films and acted in vampire things. I'm not vampire obsessed though. Just put that one out there. <laughs> um, yeah, I just like the whole concept of the the whole vampire thing and like even the, the styling. So like um, Blade's outfit with all the leather and stuff just looks really cool. He looks really cool. You know, and he's not really a, a hero. He's an anti-hero. So that adds a, like a cool element as well. So you haven't got something, you know, he's not always good. Um, yeah, I just think it's a just a really exciting, fun film. And there's a lot of um, there's a lot of plot behind it as well, you know, a lot of backstories you can go into. So yeah, I, I, I mean, it it's not uh, it really, you know. We I think we've come to because I mean, obviously, Blade the character he kind of leapt from the pages of Tomb of Dracula, which was a '70s comic from Marvel, but this mm. film, this was before obviously before the mcu and anything like that yeah. I mean, it yeah. it really it you know i think i i whether this happens or i i, I could imagine you know kids being into the mcu and maybe digging out other marvel stuff and coming across this and hopefully they mm-hmm. are blown away by it but this is not your typical marvel film and th- this has no. to me this is about as far away from the mcu as you can yeah. get i mean i i don't I think there's this certain MCU films are quite entertaining, you know. I'm not a school sazy about yeah. them. I don't I they do what they do, you know, but I think this this film has got balls. Really has. Mm. You know, it doesn't doesn't yeah. hold back. And and I think like you said, it's it's relentless. It's you know, it just goes at it, you know, it really does, you know, to pardon the pun, mm. it does sink its fangs into the yeah. whole thing. And and yeah. I, and it I think, really does, yeah. The, uh, uh, and you know, just getting back to what you said, the the opening scene is fucking brilliant. Mm. I would say, mm. I, I mean, as kind of uh, 
vampire disco stroke club scenes um i would say it's probably it it comes in second to the hunger i think but um mm-hmm. I, it's a very very mm-hmm. fucking close second because it's that that yeah. opening scene is fantastic it's brilliantly done it really is it really is it's a great scene the, this you know just sprinkler system full of blood is just mm great i love it it's yeah just, exactly and it really lays out it's you know uh, and the thing is i think what you have with a lot of kind of action films now is that there is this this sense of you have this fantastic opening scene and then everything cools down for a bit and then we might have mm. some more action set pieces later it just doesn't fucking stop it, it really yeah. you know you, you and, and it does it in and it's not like a, a two and a half hour film either, which you get with mm. a lot of modern blockbusters. Um, mm. it, it's in and out, it's done, you know, and there's no, they don't waste any time. Um, mm. Yeah, so I, I mean, would you, what, other than the sort of opening scene, uh, I mean, there's plenty to choose from in this, there's, there's, you know, yeah. spoiled for choice, but is, is there any other key scenes you, you would really rate? Mm. I do like the, um, you posted it up the other day, the whole scene with Pearl, the sort of library keeper. <laughs> that's a brilliant. And that's brilliant, I... yeah. And again, visually, it's it's great. And, um, you know, why is he so large? We don't really know. Um, but I love that whole thing with using the UV light on him. And it's just not the kind of vampire you're expecting, is he really? So. No, no. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I was thinking the other day, actually, uh, um you know because obviously like i said this is a marvel film but it's not it's not a marvel it's not nothing to do mm. it's nothing to do with the mcu no. it doesn't have that feel and yeah and i don't think if i remember rightly because i couldn't find out about this today but i did read in the past that marvel didn't particularly like it once they saw it so no well yeah. one of the reasons that the kind of mcu formed was this idea that they they'd had i mean blade is kind of one of the exceptions where it was really good mm. but i mean now the, the the things have changed so it's dc that tend to be struggling and marvel is kind of top of their game if you like that kind of thing mm. but back you know back then dc uh, adaptations tended to be more successful and marvel was seen as a bit of a kind of mm. poor relation really you know because they'd had a lot of uh, okay. crappy well, you know, just low budget stuff. I remember in the the, mm. the 90s, there being like TV, uh, like a Captain America TV movie, which was dog Was that the Albert Pune one? Oh, yeah, it's where he's got plastic, he's got, he's got rubber ears. Because <laughs> instead of building a mask okay. where his actual ears were sticking out, they just thought, oh, fuck it, we'll, we'll put rubber ears on the outside. Well, um, I've it, not it, noticed that. <laughs> it, it's not it's not great. Uh, and then yeah. they, obviously there's the Corman Fantastic Four, which they abs- they, complete, they just mm. buried. It's never officially been released. Um, wow. So I, th- I think so the MCU was kind of formed so that Marvel um they took complete control so it became like a, a filmmaking wing of the whole company and obviously it's it's been bought mm. by disney and all that but um so this is a very different kind of thing and i think you know it, it, you know if, if you're going to compare if you're going to i i kind of see it more as a horror film but if you are going to look at it yeah, as a comic yeah. book kind of adaptation it, it's got more in common with something like the boys 
Um, hmm. I don't know if you've come across the boys or you, you, you've no, seen. No, I mean, I'm not. I'm not big into um, comics and stuff, really. I, I mean, there's, there's a series on Amazon Prime. They've adapted the comics into a series. I'd, I'd, I'd really yeah. recommend it. It, it's, it's, um, it's very bloody, and it, it, it look, it takes kind of the, the idea of the superhero and just presents them as uh. narcissistic, horrible um, Nazis, basically. So it's kind of like okay. what would happen if, if the Justice League was actually real, what would mm. be the likely implications of that? And it, it, they, they, it's very extreme. Yeah. It's very funny as well. Uh, it's great. I recommend okay. it. And, and it's got the same yeah, sort of feel good. as something like Blade. Blade is very dark, but it's very funny as well, I think. You know, it's got... got yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> And I, 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 I think, you know, um, I think Wesley Snipes is, is fantastic. You know, he's just, uh, he, he is, he's just the fucking boss. He's just, you know, he's, he's very, very cool in this. Uh, and, I, yeah. you know, and obviously he has, um, you know, you have to have the key scene where he's in trouble towards the end, mm-hmm. but, but yeah. most of the film, he's completely in charge and he's completely mm-hmm. in control. And uh, you know, poor old Quinn, who keeps getting <laughs> keeps getting his arms yeah. cut off. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Have, you, have you seen uh, just just uh, going off a bit of a tangent? Have you seen Renfield? Um, no, but I haven't. I've seen the trailer for that, and I thought it looked very good. So it is. You know, yeah, I, I, it's, it's kind it's, of on my list. Yeah, it's got falls. It's you, there's this whole kind of central kind of uh, story with uh, mm. Aquafina, which is a bit kind of uh, formulaic, if you like. But however, it, it, it's got a real kind of Robert Rodriguez vibe, um, really mm. over the top violence and, and sort of mm. action. It's really worth seeing. It, it, it Again, it's kind of got a similar vibe to Blade in a lot of ways in that it's you know, it, it goes about as far as, as it can do with, with, with the violence and the sort of, mm. you know, the camera is literally spattered with blood in places. It's great. Yeah. So I, I'd really recommend it, you know. And the, the the nods back to sort of the original Lugosi Dracula is, is a great as well. Uh, they kind of superimpose Nicolas Cage onto Lugosi and stuff. It, 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 yeah, it really oh, works. Wow. It's good, okay. good sort of yeah. horror, horror film stuff. You know, it's good for horror yeah. films. And it, it deserved to do a lot better than it did. It's really, I think it's really, it's a pity that it didn't do as well as it could have done mm. at the box office because I think it, there was real potential there. They could have opened it up into a bit of a, a, a little uh, enclave of uh, new, new horror, I think, but yeah. I, I don't think that's going to happen now. Um, yeah, that's yeah. a shame. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does look great, though. I remember when the first um, sort of BTS stills of Nicolas Cage came out, though, and uh, obviously, you know, for films, you, if you're going to grade it darker, you go brighter on your costuming, etc. And people were you know, not very kind about his costuming because they thought it looked over the top, a bit comedy, etc. But yeah, I mean, it really came together in the trailer. So I don't know if that influenced people. They thought it was a different kind of film than it was going to be. Not sure. Well, I I don't know you. You, you're never gonna really be able to I, don't, I think as much as i i love horror films and i'm obsessed with them and obviously i know a lot of other horror fans and i interact with them and i, I write for various 
magazines and whatever and, and Blu-ray companies and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I think sometimes often there is this thing of um, people just expecting new filmmakers or, or newer films t- to simply be a recreation of what's already happened. And, mm. and, and I, I don't, I don't know if I want that. I, I you know, I, I, I don't necessarily want um, 15 more Friday the 13th films or, or Halloween. No. I'm not, if you want it, if people want to see that, I'm not saying don't make those, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But I think this, you know, I, it's this idea that sometimes horror fans, I think they would describe themselves as horror fans, but I think what they tend to be a lot of the time is, is collectors. And and they mm-hmm. just want those kind of constantly upgraded book box sets of whatever their yeah. favorite franchise is, and that that's okay. But yeah. you know you can't, you know, like recently, um, obviously Hammer in a very different version are, ma- are still making films, and there's going to be the, the mm. new Je- Jekyll and Hyde with Eddie Izzard, and and yes, obviously yeah. they that looks Am- good. And Amicus, you know, they've kind mm. of, uh, someone's taken over that or taken over the name. But, you know, immediately when um, the guy posted, you know, he'd, you know, got the name of Amicus and they were looking mm. at going into production. He was looking at kickstarting, you know, within about three mm. comments on the sort of, he's like, oh, it's not going to be the same. It's not, of course, it's not going to be mm. the fucking it's same. Not be the same. <laughs> it's not fucking 1973. <laughs> exactly. just, just wait till they've made something. And if it's not yeah. very good, slag it off if you want to. But for fuck's sake, mm. just just take a fucking minute and let's, let someone yeah. make something. Exactly. You know, at, at, the, at the worst, what's the worst that could happen? We might get some new amicus t-shirts that i'm on board with that yeah. that's all right that's the worst totally. that can happen you know so i just think people need to let stuff be sometimes and, and, and let it happen yeah. um, i agree you know and, and I, I again you know don't want to keep repeating myself but i do i do think 20, we're in a really good shape 21st century is in a really good shape for horror films mm-hmm and mm. horror output you know even if you extend that to television and things like that i think it, it, there's there's yeah. loads of stuff out there and and we're totally. kind of spoiled for choice really and it's not like even if you don't like that or you're not into it the older stuff from the 20th century or the stuff from the 60s 70s or whenever that's not going away it's still there no. it's not changed Every year exactly. gets better because every year we've got more horror films plus all the stuff you like. <laughs> so yeah. it's win-win. Why would anybody moan about new stuff? I don't. I don't get it. No, I, I don't get it either. But there are some people they just don't like change, or I don't think it's really tied. I think it's tied into psychology, not really the films themselves. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we, I, I think I've said this before, but it, it there's. Um, yeah, my mate's a tattoo artist, so he goes all over mm. the place doing tattoos and stuff. And uh, yeah, one of his uh, his customers kind of—he's not an older guy, and he get, he's getting a tattoo, and he like he liked his horror films, but mm. he just he wouldn't watch any new horror films. Yeah, because they can't possibly be any good now, and it's like yeah, wow, he, he's and missing he was just, out. <laughs> and he was just like, well, last one I saw with this bloody thing called the Vavitch. <laughs> it's like what, you, mean, <laughs> you mean the witch <laughs> didn't understand it at all black and white and all yeah. <laughs> wow yeah that that one was a bit different it's a good film yeah, but it's, it's um it's a bit different maybe if you like classic horror 
yeah but i mean there's plenty of films out there all different styles different budgets all kinds of different things there'll be plenty you don't like and there'll be plenty you do like but you have to try and watch them and find out yeah and i think you know in the past as much as i i have great love for for stuff that came out in the 20th century and classic Mm. brilliant stuff and you know all this kind of you've got a whole yeah you know 100 years of cinema to go out you know of course you have and it's great that this is a lot of this stuff is gradually coming out on blu-ray or whatever you know like freaks is coming out on blu-ray that's Mm. i never thought i'd see that on blu-ray like nice criterion version of freaks and the unknown and all that it's great um but i i think but possibly what what was at fault with a lot of 20th century horror as with 20th century cinema obviously it's very you know for most part is very white uh not Mm. particularly progressive in some in some aspects Mm. and i think now we've got all this it's like a new playground we can play and and you can have people like jordan peele saying something much Mm. more relevant than 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 some of the stuff that came out in the 60s or 70s you know uh, which is not not to downplay a lot of stuff that came out then because there's a lot of brilliant stuff then as well but i think yeah more voices and more faces are getting screen time and Mm. and i you know there is always you're always going to get kicked back you know this idea of things being too woke and it just annoys me yeah woke has been hijacked by the right now and and i know yeah and and it's not our term anymore it's theirs you might as well let them have it because it's just it it, is so far removed from what it was meant to be way back in the 1920s and 30s with people like marcus garvey Mm -hmm. talking about being woke that Mm. it may as well mean nothing now but what how can anybody seriously moan about representation in a film why what are you moaning about exactly exactly what are you talking about <laughs> yeah god exactly. forbid there's nothing to there's nothing to moan about it's it's insane you know if, if something's bad it's bad that's nothing yeah. to do with the color of someone's skin or their gender it's, yeah. it's because it's 100%. not very well written you know um yeah Rings of Power was fucking awful. And it's not because they Mm -hmm. had diverse casting. It was just fucking awful. It was just badly written. There are worse things out tonight than vampires. Like what? Like me. What do you think about the sort of look and feel, the aesthetic of the film? Because it is quite, you know, it's a very different looking horror film. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on. So what, how would you describe the, 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 the aesthetic of Blade? It's definitely very slick. Um, that's something that immediately comes to mind. Uh, in the original film, it's actually, well, which I think is a sign of the times, it's actually quite well lit. Yeah. Which um, I've noticed horror films are getting uh, more and more the opposite end of the scale now with being darker and darker. Um, I did see someone post about that on Facebook the other day as well. Something, um, I've noticed everything's like super dark now. But um, yeah, it was quite like, brightly lit for a horror film uh, i do have the like a sort of restoration dv uh, sorry blu-ray uh 4k one and they recolor graded that so everything's kind of darker and like cooler tone on that um which is something that seems to happen quite a lot these days it happened with um the alien box set as well they regraded everything for modern tastes um not that i think that you know blade is not modern it's still it's still modern <laughs> but you get what i'm saying yeah. yeah and i just think it's like um you know the vampires are really cool i mean 
a lot of vampires you don't need to do much with them really just sticking a pair of fangs maybe some contacts a bit of blood and that's you know for the most part what they went for in blade um obviously blade 2 is a different story that's a lot of practical effects but yeah um yeah i mean it, it does have a lot of blood in it and the active visual effects are really good for the time i think particularly yeah, I, when the vampires are staked and they kind of combust yeah you, i mean yeah you, it's interesting because uh about a year earlier you've got buffy the vampire slayer on tv mm. and kind of, there's, there's a similar sort of aesthetic to that the way that the vampires are dusted in that um it's very similar to blade and i think wisely because um you know cg was not great at that point so i think they keep it to mm -hmm. a minimum and i think they yeah. it, it doesn't date too badly in that in that sense it does work really well i think it is a very it's a very mm -hmm. like you said it's brightly lit it's a very clean looking film it it doesn't have the mm -hmm. kind of it obviously it's not got the it's a different film it's not like the, the the grottiness of something like texas chainsaw massacre because you know it's a different vibe oh, no. but, yeah. but it's still but to say it's clean is not not to suggest that it's not without impact it still works it's mm -hmm. still really good for what it is it's a very very bloody comic book film you know uh it, mm. it, it works in that you know it's kind of a, I, I guess even though it's got not no connection with the mcu it's kind of it you know around the same time you also had the x-men films and i think in the costume mm. is, is very sort of similar to that aesthetic you know the sort of the leather and all that kind of stuff obviously it's much bloodier and it's a, it's a different sort of feel but it it, it feels more like it belongs yeah. in that universe rather than anything we've got now uh, in terms of marvel i think so i watched uh morbius recently yeah. and uh, i don't think it, it... Okay. Um, well, I won't give away any spoilers or anything, and I, you know, I don't want to offend anyone that really loves those new kind of uh, Marvel films and stuff. But I just didn't think it stood up at all against Blade. It wasn't as horror. Um, the effects stood out to be more unrealistic to me. I don't know. Surely it should be the other way around. Really, as time's moved on, but yeah i i think some of those kind of because obviously they sony had the rights to spider-man and some of those those offshoots mm -hmm. of that and it's kind of but it's it's almost like they're just making films to state their claim but if if, if mm. you know because i've seen like the the venom remakes and stuff like that and it's just it, it's, it's not good <laughs> it's not objectively yeah. not good you know i, I yeah it, it, you know if Venom, or you know, is your favourite film, I, I, I would suggest something's gone horribly wrong for you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen it, there. but I'll have to check it out. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing, Tom Hardy? You know, and I'm not. I'm not a snob about this stuff at all. I like some fucking mm. shit. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, mm. I don't mind. I'm not saying don't make these or don't watch them, but I, I. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not great, you know. And Blade is. is no, uh, it's, yeah. it's nothing throwaway about Blade. It's really well done, and no, you know, they go into it. They, they are really taking it as, as much as it has got kind of that cynical sort of sarky humor in it, it. They are taking it mm. really seriously, and it really works. You know, mm. set pieces are brilliantly done. You yeah, know, this, is, this is kind yeah. of pre Matrix, Stunning. you know, but it's great and. 
Uh, and the, the, the cruelty that's inherent in it as well. Not only the sort of, because you, you, <laughs> even though they're horrible, you kind of feel a bit for mm. some of the vampires as well, you know, or uh, Quinn getting his, like I said, getting his arms cut off by, every time you see him, mm-hmm. he, gets, he gets another appendage cut off by Blade. And, uh, yeah. uh, but also the way that um, Frost deals with his kind of rivals, you know, the older vampires with poor Udo Kier, who's yeah. has his bangs ripped out and then gets a sun, uh, you know, get, gets a bit sunburnt on the beach. <laughs> yeah, just, just a bit. <laughs> it is. And Udo Kier was amazing in it as well. But then he's great in everything. He's a really yeah. good actor. Well, it's a, it's a nice nod as well to, you know, kind of uh, Flesh for Frankenstein and uh, Blood of Dracula. Yes, and, and, and yes which were not directed well. by Andy Warhol. No, yeah. no, no, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> was anything you know? Uh, I mean, Jesus, I mean, Trash was directed by him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so, I, th- I think he gave um, the director the concept, and I think that was as far as it went, really, with the whole Andy Warhol's, yeah, like, kind you, of banner head on it. You've got to love uh, old Andy Warhol. I think um, it, mm. this. Uh, I remember one of my, my friends telling me about that they'd done some digging. I don't know how true this is, but they they talked mm. about the idea that um, um, there was a pope, not not the pope we've got, a pope from a few popes ago. I think it might have been John Paul II or possibly the one before that. And apparently, okay. I, I don't again, I can't verify this. I don't know if it's true, but apparently one of the more recent popes from the last 20, 30 years um, mm. actually performed an exorcist and and i was thinking like really yeah and I, and I was thinking like who the fuck gets who gets you know getting an exorcist is rare enough but who gets yeah. the pope to commit to do an exorcist and and, yeah. and I said at the time that that's like getting fucking andy warhol to do your photocopying <laughs> that's, that's yeah. like, <laughs> it's ridiculous um yeah or you know yeah so um with Blade, then, so I believe you've got uh, some sort of personal connection. So, what, what yeah. is that? Yeah, so I basically, you know, like I said, I, I have watched the film about a million times, but I had a look again today on IMDb just to see if there's any other trivia or anything that we could cover in this episode. And um, I was looking at what the director, Stephen Norrington, had done. And he's only done three other films yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of directing, and he seemed to be like a mainly a, a special effects person. Um, but yeah. I I tapped through and looked on my IMD Pro, IMDb Pro, and it said it comes up with shared connections of things, you know, your films with with this person, and it said so basically Roy Scammell, who was my fight coordinator for season eight, he he was a famous Hollywood stuntman. Unfortunately, he passed away in. 2021 it's very sad um but it came up saying he worked with Stephen Norrington on Greystoke the legend of Tarzan oh so so yeah six degrees of separation yeah (laughs) somehow they they all so I mean I mean not not that random but (laughs) well yeah exactly yeah all roads lead lead down the dark road there you go well, you get to but, my um, age, all roads lead to fucking Marks and Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, as, as long as it's for Marks and Spencer food, I've got some nice food. Uh, well, I don't know. I quite like the socks. 
Um, I've oh, forgot what we're talking about now. Oh, yeah, st- yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, well, not everybody's got a connection to Blade, so that, that's brilliant. Um, no, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what about then? Um, in because t- obviously you know we talked about cast. Obviously Wesley Snipes is cool as fucking this, and then we've got um, yeah. We talked about Udo Kier, but I, I think yeah, uh, Chris Christopherson is great as well in this. I think he's yeah. really he good is as Whistler. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he looks the part he acts the part he's amazing he's just, just yeah i mean like he's just so just, gr- yeah, again, grizzled like, and, and... yeah i was gonna say i mean but i mean obviously he's got the leg injury i think that's from the first one isn't it but um yeah he's quite it's quite like a, a like a buff guy i mean like if he didn't have an injury he could be kind of fighting people with blade he sort of looks you know he's, he's sort of um Definitely the the person that Blade needed to bring him up in the film, for sure. Yeah, yeah I just think he's great, and the whole backstory that he's got and it's quite tragic. Yeah, because I think Chris. I mean, obviously Chris Christopherson. You know, uh, uh, as a person, I mean, fucking hell. I mean, yeah, I bet he had some tales to tell. <laughs> Jesus, you know, working with Johnny Cash and all yeah. that, everything. And then having this kind of burgeoning film career and all this stuff, and you know, I you just think, God, what a fascinating mm. guy he would have been, you know. And, and and I think it really shows in this. I mm. think it's great because, like you said, he is he is quite buff, but not mm. to the point where it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, he looks like someone who was who's yeah. fucking lived. You know, they yeah exactly. You know, they, they are a bit ragged around the edges, but still he's still got yeah. his, his twinkle in his eye and 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 decent sort of uh biceps <laughs> um yeah. it's great i think he's fantastic in this i think he's perfect it's perfect casting for it i didn't i didn't i didn't look into this I, I completely forgot but i was going to look to see if anybody else mm. who else had been considered before if anybody else or whether he was kind of just a bit mm. of chewing because it, it, it does feel like you know i i can't imagine anybody else in that role doing this and i think he's no. you know really nice even though the, the relationship on screen is meant to be um fairly aloof you know they get the job done and they got on mm. with it uh it's it's just really nice uh the you know we see how much they love each other but it's not done in your classic sort of mcu way where we have to have a big big speech and it's all kind of overly emotional it's just you know, mm. these two guys that that have got a bond and uh, a, a shared yeah. uh, mission, uh, and you know they need each other, and and it it's great. I think it's really it really works. It's a good relationship without being they don't over egg the cake. It's just it's just a, a touching sort of relationship, really. Yeah, yeah, it is, and I mean it does it does get explored a bit more in the other films as well, but. Um... Yeah, I mean, it basically, is like his son, isn't he? Blade is like Whistler's son to him. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though they do, they're not very emotional with each other, but you know that is their relationship, really, as well. So, what about um, where? Where do you think this? I know you said you weren't vampire obsessed, but where do you think this mm. kind of comes in the whole sort of pantheon of vampire films? And yeah. and what other vampire films? would you know as being sort of you know good or, or or interesting yeah good for different reasons another one kind of in the same vein of this is daybreakers 
Yeah, it's I, another sort of actiony I really, vampire film. Again, that's really underrated. I really like that. Yeah, uh, it, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very good. I think. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. And um, Thirty Days of Night, but not so much the feature films. There's like a little web series you can find it on YouTube. I think called Blood Trails. And if you watch those, they're really, really short. Yeah. I can't remember. I think they're one minute each each um, episode. But yeah. they're so cool. They're really well shot. It's a really cool story. Um, the Hunger, which you mentioned earlier on, great film, completely different kind of film. Um, I've got to think what else off the top of my head. Well, The uh, Hunger's like, yeah, you know, it's very difficult to go wrong with something like The Hunger. I mean, it's a mm. great idea. It's a good story. And also David yeah. Bowie and, and Bauhaus. It's, it's like, fuck yeah. it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and I'll, I'll uh, say Dracula 2000 as well. I do quite like that film. I know that's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, also, here's a little gem for you, which not many people have probably seen. There's a film called Demon Under Glass, which is also just known simply as Vampire. Oh, and right. I found it for one pound in one of these bargain bargain bin things in a shop. Can't remember which one, a supermarket might have been Poundland, not sure. But um it's kind of again like Blade, it's very brightly shot. It's also quite low budget and it's an indie film. I think it might be based on a book, not a hundred percent. But the story is really cool and it's really worth watching. Um, but again, not one that many people have heard of that I that I know of. So um, but that would be my recommendation. Uh, trying to think what else. Nosferatu, 1979, Vampire in Venice, which is a follow-up. So I only ever ran one film night with feature films. Um, and that was for my friend, David Saunderson, who runs a Spooky Isles. And I programmed Raw Meat, aka Deathline, and uh, Nosferatu in Venice. And everyone loved Raw Meat, and they absolutely hated Nosferatu in Venice. <laughs> Absolutely hated it. So, uh, you know what? It's been years since I've seen that. Uh, I've seen mm. uh, Nosferatu fairly recently, but I've not seen the sequel for mm. a long time. I did see it. Um, yeah, it was on TV, but I've not seen it for ages. I love. Uh, I do love mm. Deathline though. Deathline is fucking great. That's oh, a great film. Yeah, absolutely amazing film. That's one of my favourites. But, um, yeah, Nos I think it's Nosferatu in Venice or Vampire in Venice. I think it's Nosferatu in Venice. Yeah. Um, they did have problems on set. Like the, the director, I think, walked out a couple of times over uh, changing directors and things like that. And I think that's probably why the film is not quite, um, you know, up to par with the previous yeah. film. But... Yeah, well, I mean, the, the and the making of the original, the 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 the, the first not 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 the twenty two version, but the seventy mm. version. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. The, I think it was uh, nineteen seventy nine, wasn't it? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. I mean that had. Um, oh, I remember covering this on another podcast years ago, but it was like, mm. yeah, I quite like the film, but yeah, the making of that was, yeah, you know. Uh, if Klaus Kinski's involved, then there's there's always going to be some problems, and uh, and also yeah. you know, they weren't particularly nice to the rats in that film, shall we say? Um, oh. they, they wouldn't mm. pass muster with the uh, um, okay, uh, you 
know, modern sort of the ways that we treat animals on film, put it that way. Uh, yeah. Pretty yes, horrible stuff. Yeah. Horrendous stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, not, yeah, I didn't know that. Mm, yeah. But uh, yeah, mm. but, uh, but there we go. Another, t it was yeah. a, another time. Uh, <laughs> um, I, so, um, yeah, any, so in terms of Blade then, um, mm. why, I mean, I mean, we've covered a lot, but why, yeah, why did you choose this and, and, and why do you think you would recommend it to other people? Mm. Um, I can't remember the other film. I gave you a list of yeah, a few films, did, didn't yeah. I, that we could pick from and I can't remember what was on it, to be honest. I know Chucky was also on it. But yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those films. Like I said, I've watched it like many, many times over the years. It still stands up now. It's as good as it was the first time I watched it. And um, so therefore, in, in my eyes, that it, it's kind of a quality film, really. If it's still as good now as it was then, at least to me. And, you know, it is a popular film. So, Yeah. And I think people should watch it because, you know, if you if you're somebody that likes classic horror, for example, and you look at this and you think, oh, it's Marvel, oh, it's action, I don't want to watch that. Well, you know, I hope we've we've kind of covered on this podcast. It's not quite what you think. It is. It isn't. Um, you know, it isn't like kind of a superhero film. It's not like that. And it is more of a horror film. Yes, there is a lot of action. You can't get past that. But I do think it's worth people's time. You know, and I do think as a vampire film, it really it's really good, and it really stands up against lots of other films in the genre. Yeah, and I, I mean, I know, yeah, because like you said, you sent me a list, and then we we kind of mm. went for Blade. And in yeah. some ways, I was thinking, yeah, I've I've got nothing against Blade, but I was like, oh, I don't mm. know, I've not seen it for ages, and 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 I kind of, you know, I watched it again for this podcast, and I just got I I genuinely forgotten how good it was. It, yeah. it, it was, you know, stuck it on on Saturday night. Me and my wife sat and watched it, and it's just like, mm. so entertaining. It's so good. Yeah. Um, and and the other thing we've we've, we've kind of not mentioned is you, the, the the I mean, if you think of kind of the force there was over things like Black Panther, and 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 I'm you know great. Mm -hmm. It's a film that had you know an, an all mainly black cast and, and black production mm -hmm. team and all that. So yeah, obviously it's great, but it's not particularly a brilliant film. You know, let, let's be honest. How, yeah, but I think something like um, Blade. It you know mm. clearly you got Wesley Snipes up front in in a yeah. sort of black superhero stroke comic film uh, horror yeah. film. And it it doesn't it it's just a guy doing the best he can in a brilliant film. It's not necessarily yeah. it, it, there's no agenda to it. It's not mm. it doesn't have to lead with the agenda because it's just there. In the same way mm. that you know you've got the character of Ben in Night of the Living Dead. You know, Romero mm. always said he wasn't trying to be political. It was just the guy turned up okay. and he was the best on the day. But it's like, yeah, mm. but by casting that person, that is political. At that time, that was quite mm. political. And I think yeah. you know, going back, you had kind of um, Black Hilo, which part of the whole black exploitation movement, mm -hmm. which was, you know, arguably about a lot of black, black, independent black companies, you know, 
kind of making their own films because they weren't mm. necessarily being in, included in sort of more mainstream Hollywood productions. And then, and then Hollywood kind of taking over really. And, and you know, mm. this is what tends to happen, but, but I think Blade, it, it's, it really, it just leads by, it, it kind of leads by example. It's a, mm. it's a brilliant film because it's a brilliant film. It's yeah. not, not because, this is happening or this person is or this, it's just a great film and it, yeah. and so because it's so good you can you can then look at it and discuss well actually yeah it's a great film and it's a great performance by a black actor mm. in a fucking great mm-hmm. film and it doesn't you know it, it, it's less antagonistic i think it just gets on with it it just does a really good job mm. yeah it does and i think it was a great role for wesley snipes as well I mean, I know obviously he's done um, quite quite varied roles, and I think he's got a background. Um, you know, I did note this down: musical theatre, puppetry, acrobatics, which kind of that probably comes across as martial arts because his martial arts do look very beautiful. They look very yeah. dance dancey, don't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say looking at his background, maybe that kind of some of the lighter roles that he's done are more you know, maybe the things he would go for normally, you know, that would be to his personal taste. So yeah. to do something like Blade, where, you know, it's not uh, musical theatre or puppetry or acrobatics, etc. I think he did an amazing job. Yeah. It'll always be Blade to me. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, uh, he will. Yeah. So, uh Emma, have you got anything? Uh, I know you mentioned film at the top of the show, but you got anything else you'd mm-hmm. like to plug? Any websites or anything, or anything you want to make people aware of? Um, just my just my website. If you go on to emmadark.com, you will basically find everything you need to know, like uh, links to my films, and when I have the um, the poster for the new one, there'll be a little synopsis and stuff on there for that. So, yeah, and I think. Yeah, if you're releasing it shortly, the next We Belong Dead issue will be out soon as well for Halloween. Um, and that will have a load of cool stuff in it as well. So definitely check that out. Great. Um, yeah, uh, it just remains for me to say, just make sure you kind of check us out on Facebook and uh, X and all that kind of stuff and, and listen to us wherever you access your podcast because I'm, I'm there uh the, the we're all over the place we're all over the blooming place so yeah so uh thank you emma dark for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure to have you thank you very much andrew uh you're welcome and remember to call round next time make yourself at home you look like you're dying for a nice cup of tea for Tara. and remember my friend Future events such as these will affect you in the future.